So, who is your ideal client? I need you to think about that ideal client. I need you to write down who that ideal client is. So think about, are they married? Do they have children? Is it male? Is it female? Is it a family? Pets? Whatever it is that you're targeting. What do they say they want? So when they call you or when you speak to them or they send in an inquiry, what is it that they say that they want? Because that now needs to become a trigger for you to know, okay, I've got a possible Tim or whatever your name is. So in your business, you might have a Tim, a Jane, a Christina, a Carmen. So that way you've got a team now, right? You're building your team and you can say to your team, okay, we've got a, we've got a Tim or we've got a Christina. And that builds, we can't judge people or pigeonhole people, but it gives us an idea of that person's traits. Okay? What do they say they want? What do they secretly want? Because this is more important. So when we talked about people doing the bare minimum, what they say they want is what they think you want them to what they think you want to hear. And they're usually just giving you the bare minimum. But what do they secretly want? One of my avatars in my studio was Cheryl. So Cheryl was usually coming in for a boudoir session and she's just lost some weight and she wants to feel confident. But secretly, she wants her husband to notice her more. She's not going to say that to us, but secretly, she's not going to say that to us now. She admits it in the end. And through experience, we tend to see these people come through. But secretly, she wants her husband to notice her more. Secretly, she fears that she's not attractive to him anymore. So once we understand that we have a Cheryl on the phone, we can then ask the questions that are going to support her and ask him the sort of questions that are going to support her so she can have the very best experience with us. There's much more value in what they secretly want than what they blatantly tell us. Because you know, when they fill out a form, they write nothing compared to what we end up doing for them. So you've got to learn to read between the lines. What's stopping them from getting what they want? So some of you have talked about clients saying they need to lose pounds before they come in. Or sometimes they talk about, well, we want something in the fall. Or some, there's a whole lot of things that clients, why clients have put something off. Um, for weddings. Um, 
price seems to be a major thing. People, people are basically picking people on price. And you'll get so many people saying they can't afford you. But then when you go to the wedding, you've just found out they've spent $10,000 on fireworks. That lasted how long? Two minutes. Right? Or they've spent... So it's not that they can't afford you. They're putting that barrier up as a reason not to book you. But in reality, had we given them more value, had we increased the value, had we seen them, had we made a difference, then that objection doesn't come up. So so it's so much easier to predict and know what their objections are and give them every reason not to have that objection than to physically have to wait for that objection to come up and deal with it. What are their biggest problems? We need to know that most people will act more from fear than moving towards pleasure. So if we understand what their biggest problems are, then we can motivate them to take action. Now, what frustrates them? And this is where if we understand what frustrates them, then sometimes that can give us the key for a reframe to create a positive reframe for them to see their life a little bit differently. Okay? So I was working with a lady and her biggest frustration was that in her mind, her husband didn't care. In her mind, he was gone before she got up. He was gone before the kids got up and he was home after they went to bed, he travelled a lot, was away every other week. And so she was totally frustrated that she felt deserted and that she felt that he didn't care. So knowing what frustrates her, putting in some sort of a positive reframe where, you know, He's never there. So if you ask her, well, never. He's never, ever there. When he is there, and I know it's rare, what are some of those things that he does? Well, he doesn't care. All he does is he gets up before he leaves. He makes me a strong cup of coffee, slams it next to me, and then he's off because he needs me to get up to take care of the kids and get them off to school. So for my positive reframe was, imagine that very first time he ever did that for you. That first time that he poured all of his love into that cup of coffee because he needed to leave part of himself there for you. So that when you woke up, even though he couldn't be there because he had to support your family by going to work, he needed to leave something there as a reminder for you that he's there for you even when he's not. 
So that way, the first thing you, you see when you open your eyes and that first thing that you taste is part of him to remind you of that. That was a mind flip for her. She went away the next day she came in. No, it was a weekend. There was a weekend break between me speaking to her and she said, for the first time in 15 years, he bought me flowers. We had the best weekend that I've had since I remember because of the way she changed the way she saw him he was being received differently. When he was received differently, that gave him permission to love her differently. And he didn't feel all that resentment. So he acted differently. And if that's all we can do by identifying what their fears are and possibly reframing some of that for them, then we give people the opportunity to see the world differently. So understanding what frustrates them is really important. What are their fears? Which ties into that frustration. But in some cases, when we were talking about that boudoir type Cheryl, one of their fears was that He's going to leave her for a younger woman because she's no longer attractive. She doesn't feel attractive. So in that case, it's really important to have him there at the design consult. It's really important to involve him. It's really important for us to ask the sort of questions that are going to build evidence that he does care, that he does still find her attractive. What are those things that he loves about her? Because when we get something in our mind, we spend our lives creating evidence that supports something, whether it's true or not. And we can help people build evidence towards a positive just as much as they've spent their whole life creating evidence for the negative. What have they tried before that has not worked? So she might have bought, we've had, in our case, we've had people that have bought this great new outfit, but because they never felt beautiful within themselves, it never truly made them feel beautiful. It never truly made them feel sexy because nobody bothered to call the husband. He didn't even notice that she bought a new dress. I was too scared to mention it because he has his own fears. Um, what else was common? They've lost weight, but she still doesn't feel attractive. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff. And each one of your avatars, it'll be different. What do they want no one to know about them? 
So in my avatar, it was that they were, although they were seen to be successful, they've won all these awards, their business sucks. And to their peers, they appear to be successful. The assumption is that they're doing well financially, but in reality, it just wasn't true. Finish this sentence for your avatar. If I could just, whatever that is. Okay. So finish this sentence for your avatar. I know that I'm successful when? Because we want them to feel successful. We want them to feel that more often. What are your avatar's favorite things to spend money on? So are there events that they go to? So I've got a client in Melbourne right now and they are at the home show because their avatar that they love to serve are those people that are into renovating their home, home improvements, they're building new homes. So having a display stand at the home expo attracts the perfect client for them. Yeah? So if you know what your clients spend their money on, then you can market in that place. And it's got to be more than they love eating out. Like, that's not an answer. Okay? What do they really love spending their money on? What do they value? It's not that they, they eat out frequently. That's not the point. What do they love? Love to spend money on. Even though it's not something that's frequent, what do they love to spend money on? Because there are so many people that go to the home show that have already renovated their home. They've done it all, but they love being around that product. They love being around that atmosphere where people are displaying the latest stuff because they're already planning their next, their next renovation. What groups or associations does your avatar belong to? Because maybe we can contribute a blog to that. Maybe we can do a presentation to that group or association. It's so much more valuable to go in there and talk about the transformations that you're creating. Pick one client and talk about what that family got out of their photographic experience with you. Where was the value for that family? And show them the photos. Don't go talking about the technicalities of photographing, the awards, all that sort of stuff. Talk about the value to the clients. What seminars does your avatar attend? So maybe if you hung out there or maybe you had a display if there is the possibility to do that, maybe you could sponsor a category. Um, there's so many ways that you can work with that. What websites, blogs and forums do they visit? Again, you could be a featured guest, have an article written for you on your behalf or write one yourself, but you need to know where they spend their time. What social media platforms do they use? Because you need to be on those social media platforms. So if you're targeting high business executives, they're more likely to be on LinkedIn, 
Okay, so really focusing on your LinkedIn profile. For them, they want to work with a professional. And I, I actually went and saw my brother who used to be in recruitment. Um, he's an accountant, chartered accountant, into all that sort of stuff. And I was applying for a grant. And they asked me for a resume. And my brother said, nobody even looks at resumes anymore. Anybody that's anybody is looking at your LinkedIn profile. And actually, you can go into your LinkedIn profile and print a resume from your LinkedIn profile. If that, you know, lawyers, that is your target market, that's who you want, then building your LinkedIn profile is going to be really important because their biggest thing is trust. What magazines, podcasts do they subscri subscribe or listen to? Because that's where you need to be marketing and advertising. This is the essential place for you to go to help you strategize your next move to guarantee success. The Platinum Membership is filled with multiple courses that cover every facet that you'll ever need for your business. The community itself is such a resource. Being able to share your journey with people that are also going through the same journey as you is essential to your success. We pull from our community what they need the most so we can build courses that are relevant to you. You can share even the smallest of successes as well as your failures because your failures are stepping stones to success. Platinum membership will be one of the best decisions you've ever made in your business. And we've built that for you.